0: You're listening to At Home in Connecticut, your guide to all aspects of daily living in Connecticut. Hosted by Bill Pierce and produced by WTIC News Talk 1080.
1: Good morning and welcome. And my guest this morning is Pamela Atwood, who is your gerontologist and executive director of Coldbrook Village at Hebron. And Pam, good morning and welcome in. Good morning, Bill. Thanks again for having us. You're welcome. And uh, you say us because you've got uh, several other people with you, including a a non-person.
2: We have a full studio today, including my daughter, Charlotte, her friend and uh, co-softball phenom, Ms. (laughs) Uh, Linnea Carlson, and Linnea's mom, Heidi. And in Charlotte's lap is a sweet little puppy um, who may or may not be a puppy because she's a rescue, but we're going with puppy.
1: Okay. Uh, uh Okay. Pam, uh, you've uh, brought a number of guests. Can you yeah. tell uh, tell us what this is all about this morning?
2: Sure. So we're talking today about youth volunteer programs. And uh, Charlotte and Lanae are both going to be volunteers at Colebrook Village. And having worked at Hebrew Senior Care for a number of years, they also had a very robust youth volunteer program. And so I really wanted to talk today a little bit about those programs and why they're beneficial. So, Heidi, first of all, I want to start with you as a parent. Uh, What is it that made you want your kids to volunteer with seniors, and what do you hope that they'll gain?
3: Well, I'm so excited, first of all, for the special bond that happens between seniors and children. I'm looking forward to that. Um, Also, it's a lot of fun, and um, there are great lessons to be learned, great friendships to be made, and uh, that's really what we're
2: looking forward to. And Charlotte. Charlotte. Um, you've been a volunteer for many years, especially over at the Day Center at Hebrew Senior Care. What are some of the activities that you did with the seniors, and um, what kind of relationships did you develop?
4: Well, we would help out at, like, the jobs there, like at the salon or the cafe or the gift shop. And um, if if there were any events like bingo, per se, we would um, bring... The residents down, and if they wanted to go outside or if they wanted to just go for a walk, we would walk with them outside.
2: And I know you've volunteered a couple of times now at Colebrook Village, and you said to me, "I have a lot of new friends." Tell me a little bit about your friends that you've made.
4: Well, I've made friends with some of the a lot of the residents. Um, I made three new friends while, while I was playing cards.
2: And how did that go?
4: Um, I won with my partner, Maria.
2: <laughs> and um, what else did you learn so far? And it's not, it's hardly even summer. What else have you started learning?
4: Um, oh, I started to learn how to knit.
2: And that's fun because I've been trying to teach you for many years and you've ignored me. But <laughs> when it came to Maria and Shirley teaching you, what was different?
4: Well, I think it was the fact that it was, like, somebody else teaching me, and it was, like, somebody that, like, I would, like, I don't know. But it was different because it wasn't my mom teaching me. It was, like, kind of like a friend.
2: Nice. Linnea, when – because you're coming in as a new volunteer, what are some of the things that you're worried about, or do you have any concerns about working with seniors?
4: I don't have any concerns. Um, I have like well not a concern, but it's like you don't know how like their hearing is or right. how active the person wants to be, um or how open they are to sharing what right. they've learned. Um, so that's the only really concern I have. Um, but other than
2: that, I don't have any concerns. Great, right. great. Right.
1: Pam, as a senior living professional, what are some of the things that organizations need to consider in order to have youth volunteers?
2: That is such a great program if we can develop it with some real specific intentions. First of all, we need to focus on safety, Uh, how to lock a wheelchair, and how to hold a door for someone with a walker and make sure their elbows don't get bumped, their skin is so paper thin. Uh, some of them. Adjusting the pace to move more slowly, whereas a lot of our teenagers and and younger children are move, move, move on the go, and some of our seniors just need to slow it down a little. Ensuring that everyone hydrates this summer, and that includes our pets as well as our kids and our seniors and, and also Adults, too. Uh, But also information on how to communicate with seniors, just like Linnea was saying, speaking up, making sure that you can be heard, enunciating, and expecting some forgetfulness and repetition that that's okay, but topics to talk about that are fun for both the kids and the adults. But most importantly, what to do if there's an emergency. One of the things that's very different for senior living environments is that we don't evacuate during a fire drill. And I know that when you guys are in school, if there's a fire drill, you march out, right? You get lined up and you walk out. So we don't do that in senior living. Those kinds of things we really need to to talk about with the kids, give them some orientation and some structure. And I think that that goes a long way um, in, in helping to promote that kind of a, a successful program. Heidi, I wanted to ask you also as a family of seniors, so representing kind of that family perspective, you're – as a daughter, as a daughter-in-law, what would it mean for you to see teens helping out in an assisted living or nursing home?
3: Oh, I think any interaction that, um, and speaking personally, my in-laws and my parents have with the younger generation is enriching for them. Um, and it keeps them active and young and interested and gives them topics to talk about. And it's warm and um, very nurturing for them. And I've seen that happen on a first-hand basis. Our, our My in-laws don't live close to us, but they've got best friends who are uh, very young children that live next door to them in their um, facility. And that brings them a lot of joy when their grandchildren are far away. So it's a great, great relationship.
2: Um, I'm not sure how much more time we have, Bill, but um, I do want to ask Linnea and Charlotte real quickly because you both play softball. If we were to have a staff versus volunteers softball game, who do you think would win?
4: Volunteers all the way. I don't. I don't know.
2: Maybe you can't even hear them. I don't even know. You know, we could say, "Yo, go staff." We could get T-shirts made.
4: I mean, the staff, you know, they might have experience, but we we know how to play the game. We know how to do small ball.
2: Small ball. (laughs) Mm. I saw a great T-shirt the other day, and I think I got it for Charlotte uh, for Christmas. If fast pitch were easy, they'd call it baseball. (laughs) So thank you guys for coming in today.
1: All right, and small ball, I think, is something that's disappeared in Major League Baseball, so I'm glad it's alive and well somewhere else. And, and I mentioned at the, at the top of the show our non-human guest who hasn't said a word the, the entire show, Pam. Thank
2: goodness. Chloe is a rescue dog from Kentucky Lab Rescue, and she made her way up to Connecticut earlier um, this month and is doing great.
1: Well, that's good to hear, and um, she knows how to keep quiet in a radio studio unless we ask her a question. That's right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right, thank you all for being here this morning. That is up, Pamela Atwood, a gerontologist and executive director of Colbrook Village in Hebron, and uh, also Charlotte Atwood and Heidi and Linnea Carlson from Hebron. That's our program for this morning. I'm Bill Pierce. Join me again next Sunday.
0: You've been listening to At Home in Connecticut, a public service project produced by WTIC News Talk 1080.